Good day, I'm Lorraine Lawson, Associate Editor for Bank Automation News. Recently, I spoke with Sean Hunter, the Chief Information Officer for Oak North. Oak North is a commercial lending credit intelligence vendor, which also happens to operate a commercial bank of the same name in the UK. We talked about what automation trends he's seen in the field and how technology like AI and open data may play out in the commercial banking space. So what are you seeing in commercial lending in terms of automation? I think that, you know, there's been a real acceleration of the sort of move to adopt more automation in commercial lending. I think, you know, pre-crisis, there was already a sort of a trend, but it was moving kind of slowly. I think the crisis has sort of emphasized the need for banks to move faster, use more data, make better credit decisions at the origination point, but then also better monitor their portfolio to kind of figure out what's going on. And I think those are all things that were true before the crisis, but the crisis has really like increased the intensity of the of the sort of speed and so on. Are you seeing them use AI in commercial lending at all? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we use we use AI ourselves as part of our solution. And we are seeing adoption of AI in uh, in a few different areas across commercial lending. I think, you know, obviously there are challenges and there are things that, you know, regulators are interested in, you know, explainability and so on to make sure that credit outcomes are, you know, can be seen to be fair and, and compliant with the various laws and regulations. But yeah, AI is, I mean, I think it's a part of a, a toolbox for making things more efficient uh, using data to make better decisions in general. So what areas when people automate commercial lending, where do they focus on? Because typically banks don't automate across the process, right? So I'm wondering where do they focus their automation when they're doing it? Yeah, good question. So, So I would say there are two main thrusts that we see in the market. And then there's what we do, which is a third one altogether. So I would say the, the first one, which, which everyone sort of started with, is automation of various parts of the lending workflow. So if you think about the process of lending, there are a lot of parties involved. Um, there's lots of documents going backwards and forwards. And the process historically has been very inefficient. And a lot of people focused in the first order on how can we automate that, digitize that as much as possible. And I think that's a valuable piece of effort to to make. I think the second piece of automation that we've seen is automated decision-making. And we've seen some of that, especially in the lower end of commercial lending. Um, So if you're talking about the sort of funding circle, lending club, Iwaka, Cabbage, those people, and that tends to be, you know, pretty small um, loans, especially ones which are quite commoditized. So things like, you know, asset financing, invoice discounting, where it's actually relatively straightforward to make a decision or where the ticket size is small enough that the bank is prepared to almost take a credit card type of approach. Um, and that's the only approach that really makes sense because uh, because the ticket size is small enough that you can't really afford to have humans involved. Our approach is a little different, as I said, because we're looking at loans which are large enough where full automation would be very uncomfortable, even for a relatively big bank, 
if you're talking about loans of, you know, a million dollars plus, um, you can't really take a credit card type of decision. There isn't enough data to fit such a model for loans that are similar enough because each loan is its own special snowflake in a way. And then, so that's the one thing. And the second thing, you can't take a fully manual approach to these loans like you might do for a white glove service for a very large corporate lender because um, at that end of the spectrum, obviously you put a whole team, you you work on it for a few weeks, et cetera, but you can't afford to do that for a $2 million loan. Set. So our approach is somewhat of a hybrid of these two things. What we use is automation to do various parts of the process, make it more efficient and so on, but keep the human in the loop. So what we do is we automate the process of the credit analysis. So for each borrower, we produce a subsector-specific credit forecast. Uh, you know, we calculate the debt capacity, liquidity, capitalization, et cetera, all this really important stuff, build a financial model, and that's all fully automated. And it'll be for a specific subsector, very granular. So, you know, the model for a, a restaurant won't be anything like the model for a hotel. And in fact, the model for a business hotel won't be the same as for a, a wellness spa break type of hotel. You know, we, we go very granular. And then the, the, we also automate the process of peer analysis. So figuring out in your own portfolio what companies are similar to a given borrower. How are they performing? How does my borrower stack up against those companies? And then the final piece is uh, sector analysis. So looking at the wider sector and we automate the process of gathering the most important insights. So say I want to lend to a wellness type of hotel, you know, what are the most important things driving that industry? Um, and, and what is the trajectory of those things and getting all the data? So we do all that. Um, and then for an existing portfolio, we do what we call portfolio insights. So we use these scenarios that we've built up to predict the future debt capacity, liquidity, profitability of these businesses, and then essentially calculate a vulnerability score. It started with COVID, but now it's just, you know, in general. Um, so how is this business going to fare over the next six, 12 months? And, you know, which are the businesses that a bank should focus on? Because the problem with the sector is they do need a certain amount of attention because they're, they're relatively large loans, but you can't afford to, uh, you've got enough of them as a bank that you can't really look at each of them equally. You need to know where to focus and so on. And so um, that's how we use automation. So outside of your product, do you see commercial banks doing uh, any automations or use of AI that have surprised you or that you thought were innovative? Um, yeah, so as I say, there's there's some innovative and, and interesting work going on uh, automating some smaller decisions and and using AI to, to help with that. For example, um, I spoke to a Norwegian bank before they got their charter and what they're doing is they're providing a service whereby they're working with accountancy firms and they'll look at all of the invoices that a business has and they'll look at the cash flow of the business and say, oh, we can predict the future cash flow for this business. It probably needs invoice financing and we can offer finance. 
And then, so when you as a business owner go to your accountant, during that process, the accountant just gets a pop-up saying, hey, we think that they're going to struggle for cash flow in three months time, you know, uh, and we can give them a bid on their invoices right here. So it's quite a it's quite a nice use of AI in the sense that the decision-making is fully automated, but also it's providing the finance at the point of need in a kind of innovative, quite interesting way. So I think that's quite interesting. I think there's a few different, few different things. I think it's a, you know, it's a field that that there's it's ripe for exploration, put it that way. Yeah. Um, are there areas in which banks are resistant to automation, do you think, especially in the commercial lending space? Yeah. So I think so I think there is resistance across the board in commercial lending for some good reasons, right? So I think a good reason to be um somewhat resistant is, for example, explainability. So if you have an automated decision-making model, how do you know that it's fair, for example? Now, obviously banks have, you know, federal and state requirements to be able to demonstrate fairness of lending, especially if the borrower is in a protected category and that kind of thing. But in any case, banks want to do it because they want to be fair. So um, the problem with AI sometimes is the models that it produces, while they're very expressive, and so they can capture some very interesting features of a particular problem, it's not always easy to understand the outputs of the model relative to the input. So Amazon, for example, at one point had an AI that was doing screening, initial screening of candidates who applied for jobs. And they famously scrapped that. Um, they, they brought it in because they thought, oh, well, this will reduce bias in the initial screening process and help with diversity of our candidate pool. And then when they looked at the data, they actually found that the AI was somehow learning features that was actually reinforcing bias in their application process. So, so I think those are good reasons to, you know, be thoughtful and take it slow. I think our approach, the way we address those particular problems is we keep the human in the loop. So we don't make a decision we produce analysis that the human can use to make a decision. So what we want is we want to help them to be the best credit officer or underwriter that they can be, make really, really good decisions. And sometimes in commercial lending, you know, because of the things that I mentioned, like it's slow, time-consuming, et cetera, to do a detailed credit analysis if you do it manually, um, you know, sometimes banks have optimized on easy decisions rather than necessarily the best possible uh, lend that they can do. And that tends to actually mean that certain borrowers are overlooked. Um, so there's lots of advantages for doing this type of thing. Um, but yeah, that's that's the, the the objections that we've seen sometimes. So what do you think the future of commercial lending will look like? So, I mean, we have a very strong opinion about that, actually. So our perspective is that we think the future of commercial lending is... Um, Firstly, in order to like really serve their customers, banks need to take a forward-looking view. So the sort of previous approach of just looking at historical financials, et cetera, um, really it doesn't cut it. I mean, the COVID crisis really demonstrates that because as soon as you get an event that's not in your historical data, you're, you're really stuck and your models don't work and you, you're incapable of acting. Um, so, so we also think that banks need to get more granular, both in terms of sectors um, 
and in terms of taking a, you know, so taking a loan by loan approach rather than saying, oh, all my hospitality uh, I'm going to cut back on. There might be some hospitality. I'm picking on hospitality for some reason. But, you know, all the loans in a particular bucket I'm going to cut back on versus there might actually be opportunities in certain sort of snippets of a sector, even if the sector as a whole has got problems. Um, We also think just in general, using data more um, has got to help with making better decisions. Banks have always found it hard They've got so much data, but it's very challenging to use. And we think that AI and automation can really help them with those things. Um, I also think the future of commercial lending is not just because the future of how digitization has worked in consumer lending has been like Uberization. So can we make a really cool app that, you know, has got a great customer experience um, and is very easy to use? But I think for commercial lending specifically, you need something more than that. Because, you know, businesses' needs are very complicated. And, um, and so we think that technology can be used to actually give ba- uh, borrowers a more personal service, um, a more thoughtful service in a way that maybe they might have got in the past, um, you know, pre, uh, you know, I'm talking in the sort of 70s or 60s or whatever, when you had a, a local branch manager who understood your business, et cetera, you know, we think that like with lots of data, with lots of really great tech, the the relationship manager can really help the borrower. And so the bank in the future state of commercial lending will be more of a partner rather than just a lender. Open banking is a huge topic, at least in the retail space. Is it, yeah. you think it'll affect commercial banking or do you um, see it out there? It's It's one of these things that everyone is, there's a lot of, talking about open banking and not so much actual implementation in commercial specifically. I think the place where it potentially has application, which might be quite interesting, is when banks, once get banks get a bit better about using the data they already have, what open banking essentially unlocks is a lot of transaction data. So, you, you know, you can also use the transaction data of a customer to, for example, um, figure out, you know, what their cash flow is like and all those kinds of things. Um, and so if their cash flow currently has been impacted in a way that the financials aren't yet showing, open banking potentially can reveal that um, and you can help them earlier. So we think that's useful. Um, but I think it's also the, the area in which it's potentially most transformative is the kind of use case, like I mentioned uh, in in Iceland, which is you know, novel products and services, which are maybe not conventional banking as such, but by by using banking data plus other things, you can offer the consumer or the company in this case, uh, uh, you know, a better experience and better products. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice.